Hi everyone, I'm Dean Turple and this is Dean Turple's Podcast. Today is Friday the 13th, August 13th, 2021. I hope that means that it's good luck and it's going to be a great day. We're starting the fall term on Tuesday, oh I guess Wednesday, the 18th. And we are frantically here in the nursing program trying to get everybody placed as much as we can. So the hot topic this week, as it was last week, is of course the COVID-19 vaccine. That has been a source of stress for many of you, many of our students. Um, yes, it's a, an unfortunate situation. Yes, it's a bit of a problem. It's as much of a problem on the school side or the nursing program side as it is for the uh, students. So we felt like it was coming and we continually asked our clinical affiliates and up until even hours before they informed us, many clinical affiliates said that they would not be requiring the vaccine. And then just on a dime, many of them did. We had advance notice of some like Holy Cross and WellPath. And we had a little more advance notice for, you know, um, the South Broward Hospital System, but we didn't have advance notice for many. And then there's also confusion of dates. So I want to explain that the dates that a hospital might give us for compliance are not the same as, for student compliance, are not the same as our dates for compliance. And, um, even though they have maybe a date to get the second vaccine, they will not approve groups that have uh, partially vaccinated students. So that is a real problem for us. We are working you know, with the hospitals and, and asking for a little more leeway, and we're trying to work out to get as many students into clinical as we can. Um, I'm not gonna lie that we are prioritizing students going into NUR 2222 that um, have a good chance of being fully vaccinated by the time the the term starts. So um, hopefully that will happen. The other issue here is that from the school side, from the program uh, perspective, we function very much like nursing does. So when there's a nursing shortage, there's also a nursing faculty shortage. So we're experiencing some challenges with getting all of our rotations covered. We do have all students covered that can go to clinical right now. Um, So that's good. We too lost some faculty over the vaccine. Most of them were part-time adjunct faculty, clinical faculty. We, but you know that's a concern too and creates issues for us. As well, our clinical faculty are mostly all working in hospitals, so they are you know they're exhausted, they're burned out from the COVID-19 situation. So they're maybe not giving us as many hours. Again, we are able to provide clinicals right now for everybody who's eligible. So our staff shortages are not affecting us in that way. However, it does mean that you may see some differences in your schedule, and that's very important for you to know. So we needed to move people around. So you may have done the bulk of your program at Central or South, you may need to go to North for your clinical experiences for this term. We will do our absolute best to get you back to your home, as we'll call it, campus. But the days of being able to be at one campus and stay with that campus through the whole program are really, you know, almost over. 
Um, we've already done that over the past year and we will continue to have to do that. So don't be surprised if you see that. Um, you know, try and, and not let it affect you. Remember that your goal is to become a registered nurse. If that's your objective, if that's your goal, you're going to do what you need to do to become a registered nurse. So I used to always give advice to new nurses, and I still do, not, not used to, I still do. And one of, my, one, of, one of my principles I lived by at when I worked at the bedside as a nurse was that when I got there in the morning or whenever I worked or even halfway through the day, when the charge nurse, um, nurse manager, whoever came to me and said, I need to change your assignment or came to me and said, you're floating to whatever unit, my, uh, my personal you know, policy was that I did not argue about that because I found out early in my career that if I fought that assignment or fought that change, it was almost always for the better. So there was always a reason for it that I found out later. And if, if for instance, I would say, I really don't want to do that. I really don't want to trade assignments. I really don't want to float. Is there anybody else who can do it? Is there anything else? I always ended up having a much, much, much worse shift. So I learned early on that even if it seemed like this is a really bad idea, I really don't want to float to uh, NICU, which was my worst I, the place I did not like to go, <laughs> that if I would just smile, say okay and go, my day was always so much better. It's also the same thing, my same principle is that if somebody comes to you, if one of your colleagues comes to you and asks you to switch assignments, I would always say yes, but I would never go to my colleagues to switch assignments. Because once you do that, trust me, whatever happens to you is gonna be much worse. Um, and, and you're always with your patients that need you that day. Um, so if you're moving to another campus for clinical, you are moving there because there are patients there who need you. And please look at it that way as a good experience, a good way to get to know how other people do things. Um, but be patient. We're, we have uh, 673 students right now that we are trying to place, and it, it does take quite a bit of time. It's a tedious process. It's like doing um, three 10,000 piece puzzles at one time. I also wanna say that I'm sorry if you are being held back from your course this fall because of clinicals. We felt like we prepared you, but apparently we didn't. Um, I've talked about it on several podcasts. We arranged for you to get vaccinated, you know, before even your age group would have been vaccinated at the Omni this spring. I believe it was in March um, on North Campus. So we felt that we prepared you when we, we sent out, you know, emails. I started recording podcasts at the very first inkling we got of this. Um, like I said, some took us by surprise, some we knew were coming, but, um, you know, I apologize if this has uh, altered your course. Um, I did want to tell you a couple of things. I get almost uh, daily emails from hospital systems looking for nursing students to do per diem jobs in their organizations. In front of me at the moment, I have a list for Broward Health. I was contacted by Baptist Health that has locations in both Broward and Palm Beach County that are looking for student nurses to work there. Um, they would very much like to have you. If that's something that you are interested in, 
please let me know. I can send you that list. I, I can tell you, um, I can give you the instructions they gave me. And I will also put that on my blog uh, today. I have a couple other very, very important things I want to talk about today. So all of you are here because you want to be registered nurses, you want to be professionals. Many of you have aspirations, and I'm so happy you do, to go on to be advanced practice nurses. You're going to leave our ASN program, and you're going to enter our RN to BSN program automatically. And then, you know, you're going to work as a nurse, and you're going to figure out what you like and what you want to do. And many of you, probably the majority of you, will go on to graduate school. I want you to think very carefully about anything that you post on social media. Even when it seems to be a private group, it's out there and it's public. Um, if I know, and I have, and I am not um, in any way savvy with social media, if things come back to me, or if I find out things, then you know that stuff is out there. So I will tell you that there is always somebody out there who is happy to share what you've written and what you've posted. And there are people whose sole purpose at an organization is to seek out what is written by, that, by um, a potential employee on social media. So, you know, vent, yell, scream, but don't put it in writing and don't put it on social media. Um, it does come back, it comes back to here. Uh, it comes back to employers. So, you know, just be really careful about that, especially right now when, you know, it just seems like everybody's a little bit more tense right now, and, and understandably, I am too. Um, so, you know, just be careful of that, especially right at this moment when many of you are upset about the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, you know, think carefully about what you put on social media, what you put in, you know, the, the chat groups that you have. I will tell you that I get almost weekly um, screenshots that somebody sends to me that somebody else has put in a chat room and most of the time I they are com I completely ignore them but there are times when it could be a potential code of conduct violation um, you know especially if it has to do with selling tests or giving away tests or teaching somebody how to cheat on something um, you know, just be careful of that. You are here because you want to be a registered nurse and you want to take the very best care of patients that you can. You're not here to just pass some tests because you have future patients you need to take care of. That brings me to something else I wanted to talk about today and that's tests. So the tests in this nursing program are set up to mimic NCLEX, the NCLEX exam. They are NCLEX style tests. They test you on mostly on critical thinking and your ability to apply information. The faculty here in our program made a decision some time ago, and it's a very common decision in nursing programs, that the best way to prepare you for the future and to prepare you for future tests is to provide concept reviews and not question-by-question question reviews of tests. Truthfully, looking back at a test you took yesterday or the day before, if you have a burning question about one question or something that you were like, wow, I really don't know what that was, talk to your professor. Don't say, I want to see my test, I want to see that question. Ask, you know, I had a really hard time with this one. Can you tell me what that was? Or can you talk to me more about that? 
Believe it or not, doing concept reviews takes a lot more of the faculty time and energy and um, than any individual test review than going over question by question because they have to really look and evaluate what concepts you and, and the rest of your classmates really struggled with. So when you see, you know, no individual test reviews, that's not a punishment. That's not a way to say, we are not going back over the test. That is meant to tell you that you are going to be, you're going to have the privilege of really learning more about what you need to find out more about. You're never going to see those questions that are on that test again. They are not questions that are going to be repeated in this course that you're taking currently or any course in the future. Knowing the answer to that question specifically isn't going to help you. But understanding the concept, understanding what concepts you need to look at and what kind of questions really, you know, troubled you the most, that's what you need to know. So when you go to your professors for help after a test, you need to say, can you tell me, please, what kind of questions I struggled with the most so I can practice on those questions. And then you go to the myriad of free and purchasable <laughs> NCLEX style re question resources. Um, I have some in my office. Somebody, somebody borrowed my, my one book and hasn't brought it back, but you know, all of the professors have resources that they can guide you to. And you don't even have to purchase them. Most of the time, somebody else has them and you can borrow them to learn what kind of questions you have and then go back and look up the concepts that you needed. You don't need to go back over and see which questions. So every single professor in this program also goes over every single test after you take it and assures that the and they have um, that the they were answered correctly on the answer sheet that um, that the key was correct. And they look at the um, they analyze the percentages of what questions students got wrong so that they can a make changes to that go back to the students and talk to them about those concepts. B go back to the students and go talk to them about those concepts C assure that in the future they're including that content or evaluating whether they need to change that that is a responsibility of the faculty and they take that responsibility seriously they're not just taking your answers to the test and throwing them to the side they spend a significant amount of time, every single one of them, after tests, analyzing the results of the tests, how students did, and what they might need to change in the future. As well, they know exactly where that content came from during the course. So I want you to feel rest assured of that because I feel very confident of that. So we talked about the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, and the and you know the challenges we're having right now we talked about how clinicals might be a little bit different you know I mentioned that you should be careful about chat rooms and social media especially if you're just starting in this program you know give it a little while before you join some chat rooms really think about um, you know who you think would be the best support for you look for those people doing well in the program remember that the people who are not doing well are not going to have good things to say and what you want to do is find somebody who will who you can actually model yourself after and then we talked about tests and concept reviews so as you enter your new classes next week um, you know hang in there study hard I look forward to seeing all of you back on our campuses